guy in my uh... <laughs> did he not look like i first of all i never watch it so six I don't... people are gonna know what we're talking about we're talking but, about jordan peterson six yeah. people probably 20 million people listen to that podcast so like joe but, rogan is mainstream media now yeah he is but the so i didn't Followed know who us. he was before the show but okay. then i'm like oh, jordan peterson i don't follow all the i don't follow quack science so um it's funny because i have a psychology class right now they talk about him uh no not yet but i've we'll be honest the first couple chapters when i was done I feel like I could do brain surgery. Wait, psycho- psychology? Psychology, yeah. Okay. I, I just... Uh, He's a psychologist. A really good psych- a psychology, psychology book by Daniel Kahneman. Mm-hmm. That's my cousin. You, you probably hear about him. Yeah. And Amos, Amos Tversky. Um, but anyway, the Jordan Peterson dude, I did not know who he was, and I was watching clips from him on Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. He looks like a Batman villain. He like kind of does. Is dressed up in a in a tuxedo with a bow tie on. He's got the high like he looks like a mix between like the Joker and the Riddler. Yeah. So if you don't know what he looks like, Google him. But I will say that up until this last podcast, I was a fan. Like, like he makes some good points. You want like his twelve uh, step <laughs> book or whatever. Yeah. I bought that. Like it's all it's all common sense, but when you put it together, like it, it makes sense that, yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's make your bed, do the next right thing. Like whatever, but you this to time tell you to make your bed. <laughs> yeah. Like if you can only like, if you're, if your world's in shambles, pick one that. thing that you can do consistently and do that, then build off that. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. But so I'm listening my my psychologist is called my mom <laughs> in April. <laughs> right. But so he starts going into climate change and he like he has a really good lecture on climate change. He did not say the same things to Joe Rogan that he said in this lecture that I watched. And I was like, what? Like, does he have a TED talk that I need to listen to? I think if you just like YouTube Jordan Peterson climate change and probably the, the Joe Rogan things coming up, but he the stuff he said on Joe Rogan was just gibberish. It of, it was, and I was like, man. So I was like, maybe it'll get better. It didn't get better, and I was like, man, this isn't the Jordan. Like he came out of rehab, he was hooked on benzodiazepine, whatever. Like that that right wing QAnon shit will mess with some people, man. I don't know. He's Canadian. People I don't that are. There's some Canadians that there's a Canadian. Well, I won't get into it, but Alanis there's a Canadian person that Ryan I know Reynolds. that is more of a Trump fan than any <laughs> American I ever know. And he's not even originally from, he was born in Russia and then is from, you might know who I'm talking about. We might need to yeah. edit this part out too. <laughs> he's uh, not gonna listen, his but, name's Vladimir Putin. Yes. But I don't, um, I don't know. All that to say, I've listened to a lot of podcasts this week. I had to travel for work. So I listened to podcasts in the car and I, I was, I had just listened to the knees over toes guy with Joe Rogan, which was awesome. (laughs) So the guy blew his knees out and he learned how to like, basically turn his toes into his knees to fix his knees, doing exactly what they tell you not to do. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I was like, wow, that's, that's amazing. And then, 
two days later, I'm driving. I was like, oh, shit, Jordan Peterson. And, I was, and literally, as soon as it started, I was like, man, this is awful. So as yeah. a, as you joined me tonight, I was listening to Annual Pass. It's a good segue. And, and one, of the, one of the hosts just ran the Disney Marathon. Annual Pass is a podcast about theme parks. Mm-hmm. Um, which, are you familiar with Rooster Teeth? No. So it's apparently a big, it's been around for a long time. They do. Is it running? Like video games and pop culture. And they have like 20 podcasts. And it's a big deal. I didn't know it was a big deal. They have I mean, a podcast network. Uh, yeah. Like, that's going to be us. They got a podcast named Fuckface. <laughs> you know, like it's, like it's crazy. <laughs> okay. But so the one of the hosts is my age. And he just 27. ran. Uh, yeah, 27. Thank you, David. But he just and ran his first marathon. And I was yeah. like, man. And he the, the the whole episode this week was about his experience in the Disney Marathon. How many people do you think ran the Disney Marathon? Or estimated ran? Like last year? Like tw- like last week, two weeks ago. Oh, no, it was canceled last year. Mm, 20,000. 14,000. That sounds about right. I'm like, I, I went a little high. And so there's a. a that's whole, a destination one, though. Like the New York City Marathon in Boston, like 40 plus thousand people run it. So. I, and I don't know what it costs, but so you can run. It's like a five. If you do the whole gamut. Like on Friday, you would run a 5K Saturdays for a 10K. Uh, I'm sorry. Thursday's 5K. Friday's 10K. Saturday is half marathon. Sunday's full marathon. And some people run it all. Yeah. And that's called the doofy. The full Mickey. Yeah. And if you do. Doofy. Isn't doofy a character from. uh, 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 I feel like it's from a David Spade movie. Mm, Doofy is from (laughs) um, scary movie. Oh, yeah. 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 So, Not David Spade, David Arquette. That's you're very right because that's his character. He was the <laughs> from Scream. Anyway, all that to say, welcome to the Beards and Beards podcast. I'm Gary Thomas, future marathon runner. I talk so much shit to David. I even told my wife, like I was like, I have this impulse to start running. David, I am six foot one. I yeah. currently weigh three hundred and sixty one pounds. A slim. That's better. Best slim. slim. A slim three six. time to start running. I, f- f- all that I know, my knees and ankles and everything are pretty intact for, you know, my legs should be really strong from carrying my fat ass around. Yeah. You should look um, up couch to 5k. I That's just downloaded I, it. I started it. So just downloaded. And you will go from, I mean, I look back now, of course it's always, I think that's the best thing is, is looking back and, and seeing how far you've come. Like yeah. I, started couch to 5k and was the first week is you run for 60 seconds or it might even be 30 and 60 or something like that but you run for 60 seconds and then walk for 90 seconds and i remember being in like those running you know running like my third time around and i'm like oh when's this walk coming up like it was horrible and then i ran a marathon a couple weeks after i started couch to 5k so (laughs) but no it, it was a long journey and I mean, there's still people that do, I I say like, you know, anybody truly can run a marathon. It's, it is the hardest thing that I've ever done. I mean, we talked about it on back in November. I don't know what episode, but it's definitely 
the hardest thing I've ever done, but it's so fulfilling and it's, you get that. It, it's hard to explain, but you, it's those, well, not hard to explain because people have studied it. It's those endorphins. And I read a lot of listen, read and listen to a lot of books about running. And that's a real thing to get just exercise in general. But then also you get, you know, you go outside in the, I think it's going to be like six degrees this weekend and I'm going to be running <laughs> on Saturday. So, but I'm doing the, not the doofy. I'm doing the, uh, it's called the, the skyline three-way challenge, Gary uh-huh. in May. You run on Saturday, you run a five, I think the five K's first, then you run a 10 K and then on Sunday you run a half marathon and that's, and then you get a skyway skyline three-way metal. I feel like it's all for the medals and the t-shirts. I don't, I honestly wish that other than like the really big races that I do, I wish that they would have like a, like an eco-friendly option. Like I don't need all of the swag and whatever. Like I don't need a shirt other than like the marathon shirt. I like that. And you maybe my first half marathon, but for every random 5k that I run, which I don't really do that many now, but I don't need a t-shirt for that. Well, this isn't a running podcast, so let's this is a yeah. let's get right into the news, David. Bum, bum, bum. David, a few episodes ago, went through um, some craft beer trends. Yeah, right. So I wanted to uh, uh, one up him with. Um, we did, I think, ten craft beer trends, and I saw how many you had in your article. It's eleven. 11. <laughs> but here's the thing. Is there really any originality in the world anymore? Because some of these you, you will hear it's obvious. and uh, be like, Oh, I've heard this before, but I think like there's a thing of, of continuing trends, right? Like, right. Yeah. People say like, Oh, in, in beer, like, Oh, the IPA is going to be, <laughs> it's still going to be a thing. Like, yeah, that's only something I don't know. But yeah, I, I think that I haven't looked at them yet. I saw the, what the first one was, and that's not yeah. surprising. No, and it, and this is I wouldn't even say this is a trend. This was a marketing ploy twenty years ago that's kind of stuck around. But the first, and this is from uh, Beverage Dynamics, American Bourbon Whiskey Trends for twenty twenty two, and they say perhaps the hottest trend carrying over from last year was single barrel picks. Now, granted, I've had some great single barrel bourbon, and you have too. I've yeah. also had some single barrel bourbon that's not that good. It I, I don't think I don't think there's anything special about single barrel. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that. I mean, like they what always if that say, barrel sucked. Yeah, well, what they if say my like oh, legion we was pick. came from a barrel and it sucked, and there's a better barrel out there. But they say like oh, we pick you know the best barrels, but only I mean, there's only so many best barrels to go around, right? Right. Like, then it's all just the same thing. And I, I think, and I get the, the, the whole marketing thing with the single barrel because like, okay, I have two new riff bottles right now. And the reason is because they're two different single barrel. Why? Well, I, I mean, I won both of them in two different contests, but because they're both single barrel, uh, new riff options. Otherwise, why would I need two new riff bourbons that are hundred and whatever, 15, <laughs> hundred and smoke your mouth out. 
Yeah. You know. And I get it. Like, okay, I need the I need the party source uh maker's mark. I need the liquor barn maker's mark. I need the Bob's Bob's uh beverage depot. Chances mark. are you get a single barrel pick, it's gonna be good. Like it's it, it's let me rephrase that. It's not gonna be bad. Yeah. It it may not be the best, but then I think next week, Mike Tabor, shout out. Stepfather of the podcast. Fifth. Uh, right. Is that next, next week? week? Yeah. We're it gonna, won't be out on the fifth, but it, it won't be out. But, but that's when we're going to meet. And uh, I have, I've got a gift for Mike. Don't tell him. Okay. Um, I don't know I, what it is. Cl- but... Close your ears, Mike. I'll show you when you get here. <laughs> um, but anyway, single barrel, probably pretty solid. Yeah, the um, second one though, I th- I think is interesting because I hadn't really heard this. Same, same. You go ahead. Um, with it. So it says sourced whiskey is sought after, and we've talked a little bit about sourced whiskey on this, and we shit on podcast, it kind of, which like is yeah, Stonehammer, right? So <laughs> their MGP, which is in Indiana, is known a lot of different brands source their whiskey, which means they just basically pick a they pick a mash bill and they pick a you know, uh, uh, um, collection and then that's their bourbon. And then they put a brand on it and they brand it. Like the big one that people know, like smoke wagon and yeah, there's a bunch of other ones, but they go everything from, yeah. Uh, um, new riff, they sourced their, they had a, um, what was it? A 15 year. And I'm like, new riff has been around for eight years. How do they have a 15 year (laughs) thing? But they had a um, sourced bourbon that they um, had from MGP. So it says that they'll be sought after because people um, know that it, there's a 180 degree turn. Consumers now hunt down brands that source good whiskey. Yeah. People now know that MGP and other sourcing houses mean quality, which in turn has fueled a rise in new brands. So I think that, to be i don't know do you think that it needs to be called out that it's sourced for it to be like a really big thing like a disclaimer not even a disclaimer but like do you think it's we're going to get to a point where it's like sourced from mgp like or sourced like and do you think that we're going to see other people because i i think they want to build their brand like yeah in in so we have a penelope bourbon is another one which i never heard of i haven't either that uh, Penelope is not the brand. Penelope is the source, right? Oh yeah, yeah, source yeah. They're the, the source. Okay. So, yeah. what I think is, and, and if you go to a liquor store and you go to the bourbon section and you start looking at the bottles, you can tell what source and what's not. You want to know mm-hmm. why? Because it's not going to tell you what distillery is from. Yeah, you know, it's not going to be like, oh, this yeah. was bottled, this was distilled at Maker's Mark at Four Roses, you know, at Wild Turkey. It's it doesn't say that uh, and it generally won't, you won't even be able to find a mash bill about it. With that being said, um, with the boom of bourbon, you've got so many people that want to get into the business. You know, that's why we see so many celebrities jumping on the bandwagon. And now if you have a good source bourbon, it almost gives you credibility. Like, you know, if the, if the, Beers and Beards podcast bourbon comes out and it's good bourbon, but we've been, our company's been around for 17 minutes. Somebody's going to make the connection like, Hey, they didn't, they didn't make this. (laughs) (laughs) 
established you know, in 2022, and we have a six-year-old bourbon. Yeah, try our 23-year-old. <laughs> it is to die for. I, uh, I like. I'm curious to see if that one comes true because I. I mean, I've I've been a little bit less into the bourbon like hardcore, you know, like the bourbon groups and things like that, just because it's it's exhausting um, to keep up with all that. Like, yeah, you know, all the Facebook groups and I was on Reddit and it's, it was very, and I still enjoy bourbon, but I'm like, I want to, I know the stuff that I like. I'm not right. worried that's, about. That's the point I'm at. And that's where our next, crazy. yeah, the next trend really comes in is that whiskey consumers are growing smarter. And the first line says, to those that listen to the Beers and Beards podcast, you are at the ultimate level of knowledge when it comes yeah. to bourbon. I didn't write it. It just yeah, I don't know how they here. even I don't know how they even knew that. But if you if you go to YouTube and, and type in bourbon, you're going to see so many reviews and critiques and all this. Uh, speaking of the Joe Rogan podcast, Buffalo Trace is one of his sponsors. I mean. The, the knowledge and to the extent of available information on bourbon and all the different bourbons is there at your fingertips now. Didn't he say something dumb about Buffalo Trace at one point, though? I, f- I feel like we talked about that. <laughs> he was saying something. But, uh, you know what I mean? Like, there's so, I mean, there's a ton of podcasts dedicated to, to bourbon, and this is the happens to be the best one, so appreciate you guys tuning into that, but... I mean, there's just so much out there. So there's a new one, Gary's Bourbon News. Gary's Bourbon. It's a daily bourbon. seven minute show. Uh, bourbon only Adventures on our Patreon. So uh, Patreon.com forward slash Beers and Beards. You could win a little something. Anyway, you win a no. source whiskey. A source. You. <laughs> you could win some Stonehammer. <laughs> this uh, next you, one I can definitely see, but I think it. And we and, on and how, this this talk yeah. this goes in, and, and we talked about this. Uh, and we've both, we've both partook in whiskey tourism. Yeah. You know, the, the bourbon trail is now like 832 distilleries over nine states. I'm, I'm exaggerating, <laughs> yeah. but the it, Kentucky bourbon, uh, trail goes all the way into Tennessee now. It, it, it <laughs> literally goes to Owensboro. Like California. you're almost in Indiana. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, Buffalo Trace quadruple the size of their visitor center. You, I mean, it's awesome. You've been there. Yeah, it is really cool. Um, and, Heaven I mean, Hill. Yeah. After they got through their um, labor disputes, they're opening their own nineteen million dollar visitor center this summer. I'm a little worried about having Buffalo Trace was the first like big name distillery that I went to. I'm a little worried about everywhere else being a let. <laughs> I am going to go to Maker's Mark though, and maybe. Are you going to dip your own weeks. bottle? I mean, uh, maybe to ask you that. I'm dip something. Uh, I've been to Maker's; it's great. I tell you one that I really enjoyed. That's low key, but it was Woodford Reserve. It's I low like key, I but it, I like yeah. But I feel like they you, would be like you wood. get a bourbon ball at the end. I mean, you get a Ooh. sample as well. You get a tasting, but you also get a bourbon ball. Nice. So I yeah, I mean, off. if you're around, if you're from, from Frankfurt to Louisville, I mean, there's a there's a lot of bourbon tourism. Another thing that kind of goes along with the with the small batch, but I, I feel and this ties into my bourbon tonight. More barrel finishing, and what does that mean? Um, like we we dug into a couple double oaked, 
We had yeah. Jim Beam Black tonight, David. Or sherry, wine barrels. Listen, I don't recommend that shit. <laughs> uh, tonight, we're going with an extra barreled bourbon. We'll get to that in a minute, though. Double barrel. Uh, I don't even know if it's double. It, it's extra know. barrel. It's not it's, a it's, double. It, yeah. says, it literally says <laughs> extra aged. Um, but we see that barrel trend transcend from bourbon to beer to, I mean, they're finishing everything. And I mean, I, I think I saw some tied barrel finish out there for, to wash your clothes in, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, it is something that's just out there. And I don't know if the, like, I feel like this is just a catchy thing. Like mm-hmm. bourbon is finished in white oak barrels and that's what it is. Yeah. After it goes out, of, after it leaves that, like the essence of bourbon is in that barrel. You have, uh, the longer it goes, the more oak you get, but it's, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, that's, that's kind of the staple of bourbon is the barrel. Uh, premiumization and innovation. The, I, I don't know the trend for this. Yeah. Premiumization is, is easy because it's like people want something that, you know, I can't find every day and I'm willing to pay for yeah. it to, to, to be able to show it off to my buddy that comes over like, Hey, look what I got. Look, this hey, bottle this I spent is that, $300 on. This is that, uh, Kentucky owl that everybody's <laughs> what I've found though. If you are really into bourbon, you are going to get opportunities to, to find what you want. They're not always readily available, but in the time that we've done this, we've been able to try birthday bourbon. And and maybe that's just us because we are the number one bourbon podcast in Mount Sterling, Kentucky, but and in the east end of Cincinnati, Ohio. <sighs> Demographics don't lie. That's that's <laughs> our people. Some of it too is just people I think that whether you're with them or not, people want to share their bourbon experience with you and say, like, yeah. oh, I got this bottle. I want to share it with like, I'm, I was just thinking today, I bought some, uh, some sampler bottles and I'm like, I'm going to bring some of the stuff that Gary hasn't tried that I have. I mean, and of course that's a different thing, but even if I just, even if we were just friends right. and didn't have a podcast and, um, I would still be like, Oh, I know Gary likes bourbon. I have some bourbon. Yeah. I'm going to bring it down. Isn't that and, like the, yeah. the glue that holds the bourbon community together? I have met some bourbon snobs. I heard somebody the other day, <laughs> Oh, I was in a text group and they were talking shit about Jim Beam. And I was like, hold up. Jim Beam is the number one bourbon for a reason. It's number cheap and selling. it's good. Yeah, yeah. Number one selling. Number well, one in my heart. Yeah. I feel like, and we've had, we had this discussion too. Like it's so fascinating that the stuff that's, I wouldn't say the cheapest, but like in beer, it's so different. Like the cheapest, like, but those whole the industries went to whole like wholly different directions in you know after prohibition in America. Like beer went to cheap macro lagers, but you know, Budweiser, you know, Miller, Pabst, all those fun things. And bourbon was always just there plugging along, like, hey, we're just gonna continue to create like the best stuff is the biggest brands. That's which is fascinating. Like, and the cheap stuff is like Hey, yeah, we also have some bottom of the barrel stuff for you. That's this, you know, similar brand, but it's that's and we talked about that on our episode where we were at our live episode at uh, Fretboard 
I don't remember what number it is, but go back and listen to that. We had a really good conversation about that. Um, if I do say so myself, but yeah, I think that that's fascinating that, um, yeah, I, the next one is, it goes along with the good bourbon, right? But you know, Pappy Van Winkle, Yeah, you know, just make good bourbon at a profit. If you can a loss, if you must, but always a good bourbon. Yeah. Very fine bourbon. Yeah. Uh, the next one, the whiskey boom continues. Uh, I mean, that's just, that's yeah, that's (laughs) self-explanatory. This one was almost copy for copy. What we we talked about in for craft beer and that's diversity and inclusivity. Yes. Word of the day, word of the day, inclusive of the day, uh, <laughs> and this is talking about more minorities and you know mixing up with with females like the the lady that's over uh, Peyton Manning's bourbon. She's in the yeah. documentary Neat, um, which if you haven't watched it by now, you need to go check it out. But uh, you know, I I have the first uh, I have bourbon from the first African American distillery here. And you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's not just the good old Southern white man club anymore. <laughs> Scotty right. Pippen's got a bourbon. How when's Michael Jordan getting his 20, well, listen. 23 and six. That's what, <laughs> that should be what his uh, bourbon is called. Yeah. But you know, in this, and there's room for everybody in this business. So in, in this, um, here's one. We've talked in depth about the aluminum shortage, mm-hmm. uh, but feeling the pain from the glass shortage. Yeah, which I think to. that's been going on for a while, yeah. even before. I think COVID has, has made it a lot worse, but I think it's been one of those things, you know, supply chain is just wild right now. Um, but in, in, in addition to glass, paper labels, cork, and mm-hmm. other things could be in are in short supply as well. So does that mean price is probably going to go up? So and we'll. Glo- I feel like we've taken a long time on this. Uh, social media shapes whiskey culture. Again, it says uh, listeners of the Beers and Beards podcast are probably some of the most cultured when it comes to whiskey culture. Uh, they, I've they definitely seen to- that. Yeah, on the beer side because um, Facebook groups. The the beer Instagram is a lovely place. Like I know <laughs> beer Twitter can get a little rough, but beer Instagram is all love. And yeah, I feel like I love looking as at, well. I spent a good like hour plus on our, like building our Instagram following last night, reaching out to people saying, Hey, we got a podcast, check us out. And everyone was like, Yeah, I'll, I'll check you out. Like, you know, new followers, old followers. I was going through looking at pictures of all the beautiful can art and just positive uh the person who won are um not to get too sidetracked but uh yeah tell who won our beer beer and a a manicure i think yeah and she um i was like looking through some of her posts and she had a new i think it's a reel it's either reel or video it's a real she took for taco taco tuesday and she took a taco shell and I was I I watched it and then I showed it to my wife and she was like no she's not gonna do that so she took a taco shell and made that her uh her what a fake nail with a taco shell that's pretty <laughs> so cool. um 
yeah she just does creative stuff where it's like you see her which i'm like i'm not really into fingernails but like in manicures but she what well, it looks cool and she has like a unique thing that she does and she's always drinking beer and she won uh some of our rivalry brews uh and she was very excited about that but uh yeah i just again sidetrack but i got some we have coming up next week we're gonna have another beer giveaway gary not rivalry brews next week you get to drink too i know you get to drink alcohol the last of this trend and they put it last for a reason and this Uh, is uh you go with the good with the bad no surprise though whiskey prices will continue to rise yeah thanks obama (laughs) he's because he's a beer drinker, so he, yeah, he had the. Like, if he had a bourbon summit, then maybe we could <laughs> equal all this out. But with that being said, this week, Beard Octane, our good friends, they make the great beard products. Order beardoctane.com. Use promo code Beers Beards Ten save ten percent off anything over seventy five dollars. They'll ship it to you for free. And if you get some, let us know. Just show us what you got. Tell us how it smells. That sounded weird. <laughs> But this hey, week, Gary, I got the this stuff. It smells. It smells bad. <laughs> um, I have, I had two bottles this week, and I I misplaced one. I didn't. I just don't want to say where I left it. So I had to get another bottle. Now they do David, have Valentine's Day specials, Gary. I yeah. just saw find the perfect bearded gift. Listen, if Abby got me beard products for Valentine's Day, I wouldn't be mad. I mean, I would be disappointed. <laughs> it's <laughs> Valentine's Day for the beard in your life. Uh, David, for Christmas last year, two years ago, got a gift set and he gifted me, he re gifted me uh, a bourbon he didn't like, and that was Jim Beam Black. I really enjoyed it, I drank the whole bottle. That's not, the, not that's not lie. the right story. I bought the gift set myself. That would, and then my wife was like, "I was going to buy you that." I was like, "Oh, I bought it myself." <laughs> so it wasn't a re-gift. I mean, it was a gift to myself. It was a gift. G- so that's yeah. technically a re-gift. So semantics. <laughs> I just bought it. It wasn't even really. A anyway, gift. Just, he did not yeah. like the Jim Beam Black. It was not his favorite. No, I like I said, drank the whole bottle. In that lineage. When it comes to bourbon, you have the bourbon that evaporates. What's that called, David? Devil's Cut. Or no, the Angel Share. Sorry. Angel Share. Sorry, I spoiled it. You just spoiled it. Yeah. <sighs> Nadav, cut that down. Um, Start over. <laughs> but the bourbon that gets soaked into the barrel is called uh, the Angel, Devil's, uh, cut. Devil's Cut. I have Jim Beam. Listen. I know that Jimmy Mario. You, uh, you know what? I left my handy dance. I'm going to drink out of the bottle. <laughs> I left my <laughs> cup upstairs. Swig. Oh, this is that... a cork. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> trying to cork, pop the cork. I'm trying to pop. But do you remember the Jim Beam Devil's Cut uh, commercial with Mila Kunis? Yes, I do, actually. Probably the sexiest bourbon commercial of all time. Oh, dude, that is so oaky. And have you had this before? Never. I was so pissed because my 
upstairs, not and and back here too. It looks like a liquor store shelf. There's nothing really new that I like. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing that stands out. Like, I've had that. I've had that. I've had that. I've had that. But I haven't had this, and I enjoyed. Like I said, I enjoyed the Jim Beam Black, and this, bro, this nose on point. Oh, I don't hope you. I hope you drink. You drink that whole bottle yourself, because I. I don't want you to <laughs> give that to anybody else. Oh, because I put it in my nose. Is that your that your your new taster glass is seven hundred and fifty milliliters? <laughs> Have you seen the videos of like people like chugging bourbon? Or yeah, whiskey? Yeah. Oh, like no, Jim Bean, Jack Daniels. Well, here you go. We're gonna do it one time. I throw up everywhere. <laughs> All right. This is uh what proof is this? I haven't even looked at it. I just know it's good. And I can't see shit. I know I get off your glasses to see. Yeah. That's how you know you're old. Um, Extra age in the heart of Kentucky. Jim Beam's Devil's Cut. Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey is made for those who take their whiskey seriously. And that would be me. That's you. Uh, Claremont, Kentucky. It is 90 proof. All right, here we go. One time Jim Beam Devil's Cut. That's amazing. Like for Jim Beam, that's amazing. Is it? How much? What's that run? Like 20 bucks? 22 bucks. Like all the Jim Beams are like 22 bucks, unless you want to get like the handle and it's like 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like double the amount for 10%. If you more. like that, Char. This, tastes, this tastes like a 10 year old bourbon. And it doesn't, I don't think it has an age. It just says extra aged. Designed oh, to be enjoyed neat or on the rocks. So, so here, so Devil's Cut. Yeah. The way that I understand it is they take the barrel apart, soak it, soak it, and squeeze that out. And then that's the Devil's Cut, right? Do they um, get trapped? They, it says through a proprietary process, we found a way to extract it. So, what do you think they do? Do they? I know that that's the part of, that they do it. They take the barrel apart, they squeeze it, yeah, or soak it. Then and if you look, it, and then I don't know if they you just put that see right through the, the camera. It is very dark. It's a yeah. darker bourbon, like in comparison to. Is that a glass bottle or is it plastic? It's glass, yeah. Compared to like, yeah, I, I'm holding up some Long Branch next to it. It, the, yeah. it's a very, it's got that caramel. Like it's dark, it's dark brown, dude. That's a uh, that's four and a half bottles right there. All right, I'll, I will be putting that in the stable. Also, one last bourbon note. Uh, David knows when it comes to to beer, I like um, beer that's got a little coffee in it, like the dark mm-hmm. winter cocktail treat: espresso martini with bourbon ice cream. This sounds amazing. Uh, coffee, bourbon, and ice cream. Say less, people. Uh, impress your guests with this. A fancy-sounding cocktail that couldn't be easier to make. Uh, it's a favorite of, amongst uh, the ski treat at the Montage Deer Valley in Park City, Utah. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, it's bourbon caramel ice cream poured over espresso. There you go. It sounds super mm. easy. 
one espresso, one Frangelico. Fran- I don't know Frangelico. what that is. It's Frangelico. <laughs> it's like a not. that's a liqueur. Yeah. <laughs> uh scoop <laughs> scoop of bourbon, caramel ice cream and caramel sauce. But yeah, if anybody <laughs> That's some one level pronunciation. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Poor Juan's got COVID. What was the uh what was the thing that he said when he was traveling? Uh, we were okay. laughing about it for <laughs> can't remember. for like 45 minutes after our show one day. <coughs> anyway, anyway, dry January, David. Uh, you got to keep it going. Day. You got to you gotta keep it just right in the forefront. So I've done hop water, hop tea. Tonight, Gary, I'm doing actual non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> non-alcoholic IP. So Lagunitas which is owned by Heineken. So it's a West Coast brewery, and then they're bought by Heineken. Their IPA, they're legendary for their IPA. It's one of the better IPAs on the market. That's exactly what I knew them for. And I hate IPAs, so I'm. this is going to be all IPAs every week this year. Um, it's the year of the IPA. But before I drink... It's going to be the year of the lager. It is. Before I drink uh, the IPNA, reminder that our beer each week is brought to you by Rivalry Brews. Check out Rivalry the Brewery Adventures Brewery. podcast episode. I don't know what, but with Adam from Rivalry Brews. We talk about the uh, what? All right, I'll cut genesis of Rivalry Brews. We talk about all the fun stuff that they have going on. I can't um, believe Adam doesn't want to talk to me. Use code MMA McKinney for 10% off your order. As <laughs> Gary just chugs a big sip. But uh, tonight, Gary... We close out dry January with IPNA <laughs> from, from Lagunitas Brewery. So it definitely smells like an IPA. It smells hoppy. It smells and like it smells beer. like beer, which you would hate both of those things. God forbid it smells like beer. I'm going to drink it straight out of the bottle. The twins. And I had some of this. Last weekend, as I was watching the the Bengalis whip up on Tennessee, are you a Bengals fan now? No. Do you want them in the Super Bowl though? Yeah, because I want my tweet to come to fruition. <laughs> but you tweeted everybody was going to win. You're just deleting them as they lose. No, I I didn't do that. I only tweeted the Bengals. But I said, remind me to delete this when they lose next week, and they they won. But I they still have a chance to lose this week too. But anyway, um. Yeah, it's a good like you know, I think the the big thing too with with I with non-alcoholic beers is when do you drink them, right? Do you drink them breakfast is a good option. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, or you know, do a lot of people I think are introduced to to non- non-alcoholic beers during dry January. Mm-hmm. And I will say I've had a few that are good. I've had some that are not good. Um that I've uh, mentioned on this show that we're not that good mm-hmm. um but the highest selling week for na beer throughout the year gary super bowl no fourth of july really which Everybody is also the, the ui <laughs> it's also the same uh same that's the highest selling week for beer as a whole mm-hmm. in the u.s so it's you know of course and i think it's like hey i'm going to be at this party i'm an, i'm not i'm you know i drink na beer and in general i'm going to a cookout or you know whatever i'm anyway but uh na beer and we've talked about this the growth of na beer is growing 
rapidly, but on a very small base. So last year, 2021, uh, NA beer was a 0.51 share of the total beer market. That's so half a percent, but that's up from 0.31 in 2018. So definitely growing and beer is a huge market in the U S. Um, and who's the biggest beer producer in the U S Gary Anheuser-Busch Bush. And what do they do? What are they known for? Commercials. What's commercials known for? Why is that? Biggest commercial time of the year? The Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Bowl. When I would that. love to see a study of how that, obviously it's Effects. one of the most watched events ever, but like when the rise is like, what if we, what if we wanted a Super Bowl commercial? What, what's our budget looking like? If we wanted it, they had it in this, uh, you see the article that I put in the thing, but so they, there's a great article on variety. I think it's five and a half to $6 million for 30 seconds, 30 second ad. Um, and it's got it. Like, listen, if you're putting that money out, it's got to be memorable. It's got to it. be something people are talking about Monday morning. So, yeah. So last year, so Budweiser is, Anheuser Bush is going in big on the Super Bowl like they do every year. This is mm-hmm. one of their biggest uh, parts of their marketing budget throughout the year. Um, Budweiser, the flagship, will return to the Super Bowl after Clive skipping Dales. last year for the first time in 31 years. But also, Gary. Mm-hmm. No was, commercials for Bud Light, which I thought was interesting. Bud Light's mm-hmm. a, Bud Light's what, out. What about totally the Platinum? Out. You remember the Platinum commercials? Was that with the Night? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, where they try to make fun of craft beer. Yeah. Um, but in their place, Gary, for no Bud Light commercials, Bud Light Next. Oh, here it we'll is. We'll talk about that. Hold like on. new Pepsi. We'll come, we'll come back to that. Uh, Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda. Wait, is it uh, seltzer and hard soda or yeah. seltzer hard soda? Seltzer hard soda. <laughs> and just milk that uh, shit dry, boys. Cutwater Spirits, which yep. is their line of canned cocktails. Oh my God. The brand's first national commercial. Michelob Ultra Organic Hard Seltzer. And of course, Gary Michelob Ultra, which is, I think it's like the number three selling beer right now in the u.s so listen you know why because it's the least aggressive beer you'll ever drink in your life i know it's like it's, drinking it you you're liable to get it makes natty beer that you're drinking tonight than, it makes um, natty light taste full flavored that's, <laughs> that's that's an awesome comparison yeah um but they're also doing um regional uh, commercials for Bush Light, which I know that's where that's going. That's going to be in NASCAR country, probably. Uh, Michelob Ultra Pure Gold and Stella Artois, but it says yeah. So uh, uh, they're estimated to spend around fifty three million dollars. Uh, that's a and that drop last, in the bucket. That was last year, representing eleven percent of the overall revenue from the event. Uh, NBC has been seeking between 5.8 and 6.5 million for a 30 second slot in the event, which is Sunday, February 13th. And the big thing too, is like, there's, there's periods too, right? Where you want to be, there's the very first commercial, right? That's always like spot a one, right? The first commercial after the first series, when they go in, you know, that's, that's the big one. Um, I think during half, like 
right after the halftime show is a big one because everyone watches the halftime show, which I think is going to be good, really good this year. Um, but uh, our good friends at Boston Beer, from a craft standpoint, are um, they're doing a regional Super Bowl ad as well, Gary. They're uh, built around their Wicked IPA variety pack, which features, and I couldn't read the whole article because it's on a paywall paywall <laughs> but wicked hazy uh wicked easy wicked double i double and new released variety pack exclusive wicked tropical with notes of papaya and coconut that's fun to see and that continues their your cousin from boston ad campaign which are they're funny they had they've done some funny like saturday night live stuff on that too but that's your super bowl ad roundup in the beer beer sphere, but we we said we would come back to Gary Bud Light next. Mm-hmm. Did you see the can for this? Um, yes, I think you. we've talked about this before. Have we? Yeah. Here, look. Right, well, I don't know how to do it. I'm trying to share. I got it. Oh, it's so progressive. <laughs> it looks like a. I don't know. I feel like that's something a kid would pick up and be like, oh, this is a. Uh, it's in a slim can, right? It's got the very light blue. It says next, but it is uh, 80 calories, 4% ABV, and zero carbs. And I'm sure it tastes. It's pro- It's got to be amazing. And they're selling, Gary, uh, their first ever NFT project. They're $399 per NFT. Mm-hmm. 12000 722 unique tokens <laughs> designed with color cues from Bud Light. Like, I feel like that's going to be probably more of a th- more uh, la- longer lasting than Bud Light next. Yeah. Although, I don't know. I think that, you know, low carb, low calorie, low ABV is kind of the kind of where the world is going. It's either... I think that the, that middle spot right now is probably the worst spot to be in. Like that six to five to seven percent ABV, because no one wants that. They want either under five or like over nine percent. <laughs> like there's two ends of the spectrum, and that middle right. that middle part is like lost in translation. Yeah, we don't we don't want you get out. We don't, <laughs> we don't like your kind here. <laughs> you know what? I want to get drunk, or I want something light. Yeah, I want to get drunk. Really quick, or I want to have thirty-seven, yeah, <laughs> of something, and still get drunk when I'm at the lake. Yeah, because you can just pee in the water while you're swimming at the lake, right? Mm-hmm. That's what lakes were invented for. The urinals of the gods. God's urinal is the lake. Um, I, listen, yeah. I don't know. I. It's hard to, there's been innovations that have changed our lives. Mm-hmm. Cell phones and the evolution of cell phones. Beer's been around poke. forever. Yeah. It, you're hard pressed to like, if you, if you're one of us, me more so than you, when it comes to like, you know, I like Bud Light draft. I'm very nondescript you know how i like my beer but if i'm drinking just regular domestic beer bud light out of a tap all day long 
you can't really like it's hard to one up that. You know what I mean? Like to improve off that. What would yeah? Is it going to taste better? Like it? It beer tastes like beer. Regardless. I mean, I think that lower. I think the lower calorie zero carb thing is going to be their big. Their big. Uh, but is it going to taste just like Michelob Ultra? Because that's the know. king. That's the king in that market. At the end of the day, taste is still is hugely important. Right? I agree. Like either has to be very like it can't have an offensive taste. Like it can't be bad. It, it could be, be like, oh, shit. no taste. Like I'm gonna choke this be... down just because it's low calorie because I'm on a diet. Yeah. The, nobody's they're gonna be like, oh I've saved my calories for the full flavor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Um but there have been like a so I think that there there have definitely been a handful of like revolutions in beer. And I think that, you know, lager in general, like when Budweiser came out in the 1800s was huge because before that it was, Hey, it's beer. It's whatever it is. Right. There wasn't really a brand of beer. Um, and then you had basically for a hundred years, you didn't really have much happen in terms of, you know, mass produced beer. And then right. in the six, I think sixties Miller light came out. And then, and or it might have been the early seventies. Miller Light and then Bud Light came out in the late seventies. Um, and then you had the other thing, the other big thing that was a revolution in beer was when you had, you know, some of the craft beers start coming in. Like Sierra Nevada came out in, in the seventies, Pale Ale, you know, completely different style of beer. Then you had Sam Adams in the early eighties was a huge revolution because, like, hey, this is a lager, but it's a full flavored lager that's not made with you know rice like like budweiser or like bud light um and then in the you know really in the early like early to mid 2000s the next big thing was was really the ipa and um those have been the biggest probably revolutions in beer in terms of just think about that in in the history of time what do we would you mention four five things there yeah like and there have been other like smaller blips but I mean, those are the big ones, um, and I'm sure someone's going to call me out and be like, "Yeah, what? What about wine coolers?" And the night, what about Zima? <laughs> Jolly Ranchers. Uh, I was listening to a to this guy. This is a, a tangent, but <laughs> he quit coffee for like sixty days, thirty days, maybe. He quit mm-hmm. coffee, and he was talking about the history of coffee and, and he went back to, he was talking about like medieval times where people woke up and drank beer because it was safer than the water that was there. Yeah. I mean, that happened until the 1800s and then coffee came around and it kind of revolutionized the world, you know, like it was a stimulant. People like had energy, which I found out caffeine doesn't give you energy. Do you know this? No. Caffeine doesn't give you energy. It blocks the receptors that tell you that you're tired. So you feel, you don't feel tired. Yeah. It's which, also a vasoconstrictor. Which means your your blood flow gets restricted? Yes. Like a vasodilator? Yeah. So that's why it doesn't make sense to have a high caffeine pre-workout. Because that's the opposite of what you want. But what if you mix it with a nitric oxide that's supposed to blow your veins out? Then they stay exactly the same, like offsetting penalties. <laughs> yeah, so, replay the down. <laughs> I have again another tangent, but in the world of liquids, 
I am taking a beet supplement for my uh, blood pressure. Does it make you tingle? Beta alanine? No, it beets like Dwight well, Schrute beet yeah, farm. That's where beta, beta alanine is sourced from beets. No, this is just really grow like great taste, y'all. It's gonna bro, <laughs> tastes like dirt. It tastes awful. I love it, pickled beets, but I love anything pickled. My dad used about, to eat pickled pig's feet. What about your, our boy having the pickle whiskey? Oh, uh, Hoppy Head? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, Shout out to him. He, I, he was, yeah. Like, he was like, what did he say? I was like, I tried to do it, but I, <laughs> I couldn't. But he makes it look uh, like his, his whatever beer. Was it Coors? It was a beer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's, I, I would try it. Of, I'm getting some of that for you. I what, had some. Can you imagine? Man, I got the worst hangover, hangover ever. What happened? I got drunk on that pickle shit last night. <laughs> pickle whiskey. I think people love, like, what's it called? A pickleback shot? That's with whiskey, right? Whiskey and pickle juice? Yeah. Um, I had a, a whiskey that was a, like a mango habanero spicy whiskey. It was not good at all. And it was like, sw- yeah. like sweet. I don't want it. But also. Shit. Whiskey and also spicy. It was not. I wasn't a fan. Hey, it is that time of the show where I'm going to ask you to head over to get amazonmusic.com forward slash beers and beards. Side okay, note. Hold on. I had to tell my daughter she had to cancel her Amazon premium because she used our promo code, got her free month. And then all of a sudden I get a bill. I'm like, hey, you didn't cancel it. Oh, I forgot. Dad, like, we already have, young. We have an Amazon we have Amazon Music Premium on your Alexa through my account. You don't need it for well, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so there's your, that. That's your selling point. Get it. All the songs. Neil Young's still going to be on there. Tell it's your daughter to get it. You get it. Your daughter. Your cat. Everybody in the family. You gotta. You know. Whatever. Each one of you can get a month free. Mm-hmm. Get Mittens, Amazon Music. Get your free month. For, forward Boots. slash beers and beards. Sorry, I shouldn't talk over you over the... Huh? This is how we make huh? our, our our bread. <laughs> yeah, this is... Uh, yeah, the, you know, this is how we're going to afford our Super Bowl commercial next year. Yeah. Speaking of the Super Bowl, David, the halftime show, we went over the halftime show, found out you didn't know who Kendrick Lamar was. I still don't. Uh, he's probably um, my... I'm excited for this new artist, Kendrick Lamar, to join... Eminem and Snoop Dogg at the yeah. He's your uh, third favorite rapper of that list. Oh, there's only four on the list. You like him more than Mary J. Blige. I like him more than Snoop Dogg. Is that an unpopular opinion? You like Dr. Dre. I do like Dr. Dre. You know how excited I am because he's not made music. He's made billions of dollars in the headphones. Yeah, beats. <sighs> Uh, he went through a horrible divorce. He's paying like $62 million a month in alimony. Wow. But when you're that rich, you know, a drop in the bucket. Yeah. Um, Tupac's got to be coming out, right? Like they got to use the hologram of Tupac. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. If there's not a hologram. And I feel like we're in like the, like it's 2022. We're supposed to have flying cars by now they at least better have some holograms at the freaking super bowl yeah pepsi pony up your money 
Now they don't get paid for this, right? This is an exposure thing, like the halftime show. Oh no, but the I mean, I don't. I I mean, I feel like they have to get paid. But the crazy thing is, like, all of their songs that they play will be like the streaming. They'll be in like the top five of the next, like the next day. Because they're gonna be like, oh yeah, I like that Mary J. Blige song, Family Affair. Let's get it quickly. <laughs> All right. So my song this week they, yeah. is from Last my thing favorite before, rapper I, group. Yeah. I, I was just gonna say the um they pick the most like commercially successful songs. Oh yeah. To, it's like, gonna be to, But to for to promote every one of them except for Eminem. He's like, I'm his uh is this is the song called Rap God? Yeah. And I'm like, that's like a newer that's definitely not is that song no still performed? I don't know, but that was the song that he was doing in the, yeah. in the um, promo. And I'm like, everyone else, it's like their most famous song ever. Yeah. And Eminem, it's like, there's no way that's his most, like, I that w- I would say, like, I would name 50 Eminem songs before I got to that one. As like, I bet you couldn't name 50 Eminem songs. Well, let's go. But you know who's got, on my song tonight? That's our bonus episode, <laughs> is me naming 50 Eminem songs. Patreon.com forward slash beers and beards. We're going to drop that. Right, right after, after we're gonna drop that right after we listen to my selection this week by Andre Young, also known as Dr. Dre. This is Forgot About Dre. In case you forgot. The Eminem part of this is the best though. Know me, still the same OG, but I've been low key. Hated on by most these niggas with no cheese, no deals, and no G's, no wheels, and no keys, no boats, no snowmobiles, and no skis. Mad at me because I can finally afford to provide my family with groceries. Got a crib with a studio and a saw full of tracks to add to the wall full of plaques. Hanging up in the office and back of my house like trophies. But y'all think I'ma let my toe freeze? Hold please, you better bow down on both knees. Who you think taught you to smoke trees? Who you think brought you the ODs? Easy E. Ice cubes and DOCs, the Snoop Deal double G's, and a group that said motherfuck the police. Gave you a tape full of dope beats to bump when you stroll through in your hood. And when your album sales wasn't doing too good, who's the doctor they told you to go see? Y'all better listen up closely. All you niggas that said that I turn pop or the fur flop, y'all are the reason that Dre ain't been getting no sleep. So fuck y'all, all of y'all. If y'all don't like me, blow me. Y'all are gonna keep fucking around with me and turn me back to the old me. Nowadays, everybody wanna talk like they got something to say. Bang. Is that the very first song that Eminem was featured in? Like, mainstream song? No. It's definitely one of the first. Because it came out in the... It came out before his first album. No, it didn't. That song didn't. When did that song come out? 2008? 99. Oh, his, Eminem's first album came out in 99. Right. Um, yeah, the Marsh or not the Marshall Mathers, the uh, some shady LP. Let's see. He was born in 1972. 49 years old. Remember when he was going to retire at 30? Mm-hmm. I mean, he basically did. So, yeah. So I'm pumped for the. If they fuck this up, I will never watch Super Bowl again. <laughs> I'm gonna go well, I don't the, think you can mess the it Puppy up. Bowl. Puppy Bowl is the best. 
My song it, tonight, though, Gary. We're going from one end of the spectrum to the other. No, my song is one of the most successful rappers of all time. It is. Well, he's he's influenced probably all the rappers. <laughs> but in a different way. And the reason why I picked this person is because every once, a while, once in a while, there will be just a bunch of you know musicians that are um, trending for negative reasons and and don't even need a name who was trending this week but and then when when those people trend inevitably willie nelson also trends because at the same time people are like oh this is like a timeline cleanse and they talk about all the good shit that willie nelson does and you're just like oh yeah forgot about willie nelson and he's still out there kicking at 88 and this song's called forgot about willie forgot about willie (laughs) and this came out (laughs) This was his first off of his first album that he did with Eminem. <laughs> when Dr. Dre, when Dr. Dre discovered Willie Nelson. Yeah. Farm Aid 1990 or 1984. Yeah. No, but this song is from the seventies, Gary called Whiskey River. Before my time. Yeah. Man, I think it's time for me. That's not no Snoop talking. Whiskey hey. River, take my mind. Don't let her memories Whiskey River, don't run dry. All I got, take care of me. Whiskey River, take my mind. This song though, like I love this song because I'm drowning in a whiskey river. Willie Nelson, like his his own brand of country, which mixes like southern rock gospel Mm -hmm. music with that like the um the harmonies it's got the organ in the back and then it even has like a little bit of like funk almost like disco funk in the undertones and uh just a super unique song that i and it's just one of those that you listen to and you forget how good willie nelson is and you're like i like all these songs he has no bad songs and he has songs that just he has he's done like 40 50 60 175 albums mm-hmm. still on, on tour probably he is still on tour um one of my favorite bands the avid brothers toured with him a co- last two years ago three years ago and he still is out there touring and he's just a good good human as well of course farm aid he does stuff with like every every time I see him trending, they talk about how he has horses that were going to get put down, and he has a farm where he just has them. And they just live out their days on his horse farm. They got that CBD hay. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he has. He just gets them high all day, and they're just sitting around eating horse Cheetos. God, it sounds so good. I want to be Willie Nelson's horse. <laughs> if you've made it this far. I speak for David and everybody involved and in this Gary. podcast. Which you speak is for Gary, which is both of us. I love you. I appreciate you 
supporting our nonsense, listening to us talk all this craziness. Hopefully, no blizzards, no sickness or anything. I'm dealing with COVID in my house, David. Mm. It's it's really disgusting. It is. It's a horrible disease. <laughs> my son, my son's quarantined for until February 10th. Oh my goodness! Uh, of my next daughter year? and I uh, of next year. Yeah, he's quarantined. <laughs> Sorry, you uh, can't go out. We're free to move around the cabin. We're, yeah, you, you know, take my your seatbelts off. Bless her heart. She's she's lost her taste and smell. She she never had any taste when she married me. I know. But our good friend Juan is dealing with COVID. That's why you never let her get glasses because she would see. She's had glasses since I've known her. What you wrong prescription though? Uh, I got a very aggressive text. Hey, you are overdue for your eye appointment. I'm like, whoa! First of all, I run the show here. I'll tell yeah. you when I want to come in. <laughs> you the, uh, and you can relate to this because we went to a place and then it, uh, an eye doctor, and then they got bought out by like a big, like a chain. national, like a chain. And I still got, cause I got LASIK. So I go every couple years or whatever, but she stopped going there cause they got very aggressive and they still, they still like, call, they'll call her like every possible or like they had, uh, the caller, text her, email, they send stuff in the mail. I think they had a skywriter today, uh, over our house and <laughs> Angie, uh, you you get out to Clark. I don't even want to say it, but. They can't be as aggressive as the boob job place that has the billboard by your house. Oh, that's yeah. They're they're stalking me. (laughs) They're like, (laughs) oh, maybe we get enough Amazon music, we'll get David a boob job. Oh well, yeah. If Ohio State wins a national championship next year, I'll get some form of either a tattoo. Or plastic surgery. <laughs> yeah. Viewer's choice. They, Viewer's you choice. Think, you think they would split a boob job? Like you get one, I get one. <laughs> yeah, buy one, get one free. No, no, like you. No, just we get want one. two. Yeah, we want <laughs> yeah, you, two, but just one for each of us. Yeah, just one. David's getting the right one. I'm getting the left one. Make our pictures look interesting. I don't know. They call Doctor what's his name Mandel Brown or whatever plastic surgeon. Doctor nine hundred two one zero. Yeah. The only thing we ask of you, I mean, we ask a lot of you trying to sell you things, trying to brighten your life up. But if you would, for free, share this podcast, go like us on social media. We tried to do a Twitter thing. It didn't work out. It's kind of horrible. But we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those good places. Mm -hmm. You can go to com. Look at all the things we drank. It's starting to add up, David. I know we have, we're in our third calendar year trimester recording. Coming up on two years Mm -hmm. of being, I think we're going to hit our 100th episode right around two years, our two year anniversary. So what's crazy is this podcast and my close enough podcast is going to hit 100. I think we skipped like two weeks or three weeks, maybe total, and the whole time that we've done this. Not full weeks. I feel like we've all, maybe one full week, but we've always, had one ready to go somehow. Yeah. Well, we skipped after we did our live show at Streetside. Yeah. We didn't do another episode till like the well, it was Christmas. Yeah. 
our, like I said, our good friend Juan was uh, set. This is episode 86. I finally figured out how to use my mic. <laughs> Bless your heart. Juan was supposed to go uh, line dancing this weekend, David. He can't now. You imagine him some cowboy boots. <laughs> hey, cowboy boots, Wrangler jeans, it. and his his uh, traditional plaid shirt. If Juan found him a like, what is it, country girl? Mm-hmm. He'd be he would be all over. He'd be, yeah. He'd have a plaid, plaid shirt, red plaid mm-hmm. shirt. Big, he'd, he, I, he'd do a big belt buckle. <laughs> big boot scooting boogie. And then he'd be out there. This, he, this would be like, he'd be dragging women out to the floor to dance this song. We should have played this at my wedding. He would have. <laughs> it's my jam. Cowboy. <laughs> uh, are you a Dunn fan? He's starting to get bald a little bit in the back, so Cowboy Hat might do him. Oh, yeah, big. If he mixed line dancing and an addiction to the show Yellowstone, <laughs> yeah. I can see that. That's not too far fetched. Juan, if you made it this far, I told you we we're gonna give you a little tribute. This is your tribute. Yeah. While you're in quarantine, bend Yellowstone and learn all the lyrics to this song. Get you some boots. Scoots. So Until next week. We love you all. Stay safe. Have a great week. Drink responsibly. If you have a gambling addiction, that's a whole different podcast. Get down, turn around, go to town, boots, boots, boots.